What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to recap Thursday night football where the Detroit Lions spanked the Packers in Lambeau. And uh, then we're going to break down the week four picks, the full slate. I'm going to give out my best bets and prop bets along the way. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your favorite uh, bets of the weekend. And let us know what you thought of Thursday night football. And as always, here your host, I'm Paul. Pick a one, I'm Concha, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's that boy, Kemp. Water voice boy, a.k.a. the donkey, like, a.k.a. the dirtiest of the dirty birds. You know, somebody asked me the other day, they was like, bro, you like the Falcons. It was a Dolphins fan. His name's Jarvis. Um, he was um, he was like, you like the Falcons, bro? You like the Falcons? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you like the dirty bird? I'm, I'm the dirtiest of the birds. Like, what do you mean? Like, it was, it, was, it fucked me up that niggas was so shook about that. Yeah, and this isn't a Falcon thing, but uh, from our UFC side, we just thought we were uh, we saw that boy Tim Means get a dub last week. I didn't know Tim mm. Means' nickname was Dirty Bird, and I was like, "Damn, Kev, that's just like that's just right up your alley, Tim Means." Yeah, you know I fucked with Tim Means. You know I picked against him, didn't I? Uh, I think so. I think we both did. But he, I mean, we that, that's still our dog. Oh yeah, that's my dog. That's my that's my bird, the dirty. But Paul, man. Thursday night, we was low-key, we're still recording during the fight. During, we was recording the boxing episode, but I'm not going to lie to you. Stephanie was watching that bitch out the corner of my eye because y'all saw my Lions dominate last night. It was an easy win for both of us. We both took the Lions. Uh, I mean, we both kind of thought – I thought I thought um, on the take, I said I thought the Lions are going to come out to a big lead, and then we're going to see, uh, like, the Packers stink it up. And that kind of what happened, but my biggest takeaway here is this: Jordan Love is not that guy, and like I'm like, I still stand on that. Like I, I wasn't a fan of Sam Howell, wasn't a fan of Jordan Love, wasn't a fan of Trey Lance, wasn't a fan of Justin Fields, and I thought maybe Jordan Love would be the one that I I missed on. I was like maybe I I was wrong about Jordan Love. Maybe he I, I'm okay with going uh, uh being uh, three out of four right, but then Jordan Love showed me last night like nah maybe maybe my take on him is still kind of good. I mean, throwing multiple interceptions. You can say the offensive line wasn't there, but there was a lot of times he had clean pockets and he wasn't making the throws unless your name was Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs was the only one that I feel like he had, like, a legit connection with. He hit Christian Watson in the end zone. You know that boy out of Tampa. Well, that, but he's, like, six foot four. He's he big body. He, he's the red zone guy. But, like, Dobbs, like, nine nine catches, 90-something yards. Like, him and Dobbs have Ooh. a connection. And then Watson's the big body. But it like they didn't do anything for most drives. Like it was a lot of three and outs. Even their first points was the field goal that they got the interception on golf on like the third play of the game, set within the red zone, three and out, kick the field goal. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be a long game for the Packers because that's their best shot to score touchdowns. And they didn't even do it. Yeah, I think what got me was when um it was after we got done recording, I think it was probably early in the third, and the Packers were driving. And it's even though they were down twenty four to three, they had stopped the Lions twice in a row. And I was like, okay, if this if your defense is getting stops now, this is where the offense picks up momentum. This is where you guys go. So I'm thinking they're really finna drive down and score both of these bitches. Nope, nope. And I'm just like, oh, you guys, if you're not gonna score, and then the, and then the Lions ended up, and then it got to the fourth, and the Lions ended up scoring. I was like, oh, this game's over. This game's done. I'm like, there's this is a team that like your defense can kind of keep you in these games, but if this offense isn't eating, this Matt Lafleur shit isn't going, like they're kind of fucked. 
And they costed themselves to Quay Walker, dog, but like he jumps over the special teams. Uh, on special teams, he jumps over the a guy t- uh, with a running start. That's a that's a fucking fifth. That's a penalty automatically. When they could have stopped the Lions to settle for three points, they gave him an extra first down. Two three plays later, David Montgomery into the end zone, and they turned it into a seven a seven instead of three, and took extra time off the clock, which like the Packers definitely needed. And uh, but David Montgomery balled out. I think he had three touchdowns, and he he's looking like the Jamal Williams of this year. Like if you got him late in drafts, thinking he's gonna be back up to Gibbs, nah, like they'll use Gibbs, but then they're, they're gonna use David Montgomery twenty five fucking times a game, no matter what. I got Gibbs in the fifth round. Gibbs. David Montgomery was still on the board, I bet. I bet any amount of money. And Gibbs is starting right now, but I don't even want to look at his points because I didn't know David Montgomery was back. But that shit hurt my heart because I remember last year I had DeAndre Swift and I saw them boys, DeAndre Swift was eating, and then they started giving that bitch to Jamal Williams, feeding Jamal Williams. So I'm thinking, oh, this year I got Gibbs. Ain't no Devon, ain't no DeAndre Smith, ain't no Williams. I actually drafted Williams from the Saints, thinking like, okay, I got the dude that they're gonna punch all these shits in with. Nope, David Montgomery gets paid what twenty million? Twenty million for three years. Yeah, like they said, oh yeah, we're using you, homie, and that's exactly what they're doing. Shout out David Montgomery. Shout out this entire Lions offense. I think this Lions offense, they can get really explosive, really fast. Like, and they can just come out of nowhere and drop like two, two straight on you. Two back to back on um, two straight on units is like, oh fuck, now it's 14-0 quick. And Dan Campbell is looking poised in every situation. That's what I'm really loving. They're still going forward on fourth down. Love to see that they didn't forget where they came from. Like, oh, this Lions team is going definitely looking playoffs. And Jared Goff, who would have known that Jared Goff would be light years ahead of Joe Burrow in the season? Like, you know for a fact they're like, oh yeah, I'm taking. If you pulling up, who you taking? Jared Goff, Joe Burrow? Everybody right now is taking golf. Yeah, and at a, well, I would say golf is kind of scaring me because this is now like three games in a row he throws an interception, and like he had that little streak going prior to they like they cursed him, and now it's looking like he's kind of reverting. I mean, I don't want the only like, I went three and two on my props, and two of the three that hit were Jared Goff under two fifty five and under one and a half touchdowns. He gets that first touchdown to Amon St. Brown in the first quarter. I was sitting there like, fuck, this is. I'm going to have to sweat this other touchdown for three and a half quarters. And I did. And it was a fun sweat. And he, But it didn't cash. I mean, it cashed for me. He went under one and a half. But that interception on, like, the third play of the game, I was sitting there like, ooh. I remember when Jared Goff sucking was a thing. And, like, this is this uh-huh. is, is kind of looking mighty familiar, Jared Goff, with that interception. No, nah, that shit is tragic. But we'll see. This Lions team is looking great. I want to see. I can't wait for them to play the Vikings. I want to see who really is the best in this division. All right, now let's get on to the Sunday slate. We're going to get super early. Don't forget, set your clock. We're going to London. We're going to be being at Wembley Stadium. It's going to be 9.30 a.m. kickoff Eastern time, 6.30 if you're over there on the West Coast. The Falcons are going to be playing the Jaguars. It is a Jaguars home game. I know um, it's technically not at their stadium, but if you know anything about the Jags in previous years, them playing in London is another home game for them. So it is, with all due respect, a home game for the Jaguars. But that's not the takeaway for your Falcons, Kev. I know y'all got a little bit of experience out there uh, over across the pond. So, like, let me know the take for your Falcons this week. 
I mean, so well, first off, like everybody knows, Jaguars that London is they 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 that's their crib. Them boys cool in London. Like, I think the Jaguars probably have one of the craziest fan bases because a lot of people there's like Packers fans everywhere, the Steelers fans everywhere, but they're genuinely probably Jaguars fans all over the world because of how good they play in London. So this is gonna be a great game. Um, our Falcons, we also do get dubs in London. That's when Kyle Pitts has his best game. So I'm. Really expecting Kyle Pitts to show out tonight, to um show out Sunday morning. But the thing about me when it comes to the breakdown in this game, I think my Falcons look good. I think we the Texans beat the Jaguars last week. Um, that doesn't really mean as much, but it shows that like you can stay poised and um do this thing. I just want to know what the fuck are we going to do about this defense? Because I think Trevor Lawrence and them they could eat, but there could be times where they fuck up, and I think we can capitalize on those fuck ups. But I don't know what our defensive matchup is going to look like because they do got some hitters hitters coming through. And the O-line probably had one of the biggest fall-offs last week going against the explosive-ass Lions D-line. So I don't know what mindset our offense is coming in to take on this Jaguars defense. So the Jags defense have been playing really well. They've been keeping them in games. I mean, not last week with C.J. Stroud was dicing and slicing. But prior, prior, uh, previous to that, they were looking really good to start the season. Josh Allen was looking like the better of the Josh Allens in the NFL for the Jags. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, you just, in my opinion, Kev, I know you're not going to do it, but I'm just going to. You guys got to hammer. You guys got to hammer the Jaguars over there in London. That's just there. That's just they when they sucked. They even beat Dolphins. Right? I remember that game we lost by the field goal. And that was an Urban Meyer led squad that beat us, and. They just get fucking – like, if, like Tua got superpowers when he bumped his head. Like, that boy – that boy's over there gets superpowers every time they're over there in London. So, it's not a – to me, it's just like – sometimes you've got to blindly pick the Jaguars in London. Yeah, I can respect it. But, like, I do like my Falcons. But you want to hear the craziest part about all this shit? What? Guess where the fuck I'm going to be for this fucking um, – for this game. I'm guessing at church for – it was 9.30 in the morning. So I'm supposed to be going to work out in the morning and then going to church. But the SBA club has a motherfucking skydiving event that I that I oh, said. Oh yes, you to told to. me. Yes. So I may or may not be in the air at some point during this, falling out the air at some point during this game. So we'll see how it goes. Hey, Why are you up there? You better send a prayer for them boys, bro. You're a little close. Hopefully this shit isn't going down for it. But we'll see. All right, jumping into the next thing. Now we're going back to the straight up one o'clockers, normal time. You can probably take a little nap. Sometimes you see it carries right over. We're gonna have uh, we, yeah, I fuck it. I'll start it right here. Dolphins going to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills. Bills two and one. Dolphins three and zero. Oh. This is a rematch from the playoffs. This is the where the Bills knocked us out with Skylar Thompson. I know this game was circled by Mike McDaniel. I know, like, yes, it's scary because it's in Buffalo and we haven't beat Buffalo in Buffalo in about seven years. So we don't really tend to show up when we go go up north against them. But I think this is just a different, like, a different mojo about us. We're the number one offense in NFL by, by the wide margin. I think we average, like, 526 yards per game where, like, the next best team is in the like low 400s. So, and then 
Um, the Bills, though, the second best um, overall defense in the league right now, giving up yardage. So it's like top defense, top offense. Bills looked great last week and the week before, back to back against the Raiders and the Commies. But this is this ain't the Raiders, this ain't the Commies. I think we all know well, when games get close for Josh Allen, that boy just doesn't know how to win. And I gotta go with the Dolphins here. We're, and we're the underdog. This is gonna be one of my dogs and one of my best bets. Uh, right now, sitting at three points, give me Dolphins plus three. Uh, even if I'm not even gonna say even if, but you know, you get an extra field goal way of cushion just in case. See, America, if you're listening auditorially, this is me confused. I don't know what the fuck is about to happen for this game. And my gut wants me to stick with my pick. I chose that the Bills to win this division. I chose that the Bills were probably going to make it to um, the AFC Conference Championship if Josh Allen can keep the turnovers down. But I don't know. Like, both of y'all teams are rolling right now. Both of them have done they, the Like you said, the Bills have fucked up the commies and the uh, Raiders. And the Raiders. So they were fucking up. And they just showed both those teams that they're not supposed to be there with them. But the Dolphins were doing that shit times 10, you feel me? So I think this comes down to familiarity. I think this comes, this is going to be one of those, it's the division. It's a division game. Y'all know each other better than the motherfucking, you guys know yourselves. So it's coming down to coaching. I need to see, this is a Mike McDaniels versus McDermott chess game. Mike McDaniels is kind of coming through with some explosive ass offense. And I want to see what the defense and Vic Fangio and the defense can be as um has lined up. Because what are they going against? Um, what's the brother name? Ken Dorsey. He's still yeah. the offensive coordinator with um Ken Dorsey. I think that's the matchup to look at. Can they force these turnovers? You know me, I'm big on mistakes and capitalize on mistakes. So can they force to force Josh Allen to look like not the best Josh Allen? We're not talking. Can they make sure that Gabe Davis looks very, very um um absent? Can they make sure that, like, they're stopping the run? Because their game with Zach Moss looked good when they were playing against those trash-ass teams. So Not trash-ass teams, but them teams. So, like, that's what I'm, I'm looking at the matchup coaching-wise because I want to see, like, what setup, what looks are they giving everybody? Because this game can go either way. I'm going to stick to my Bills pick. But this game is bigger, is even closer than a pick em. It's Like, a pick is 1 to 1.5. I'm talking 0.5, 0.5. Yeah, no. So that's the give me Dolphins plus three is the best bet. I got I, I even taking him straight up on the money line. Follow me on that as well. But like, just speed kills. I know they have a good defense, but Josh Allen doesn't really play well against the Dolphins. He does play well against them at home, but other um on the uh, but I just I just don't like it. I don't like it. And uh, I got two props for this game: Josh Allen throwing interception and Jalen Waddle over fifty nine and a half receiving yards. Then we're going to go to – this game's going to be real ugly. You have the Bears as a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home against the Denver Broncos, who just lost by 50 fucking points to the Dolphins. And the Bears are – they're looking like they're on fire, right? Not on fire in a good way, but, like, the whole organization is the, – they're not good coaching, no good players. They're having crazy allegations and rumors surrounding them. So, like, the Bears right now are dumpster fire. Yeah, they're all the way fucked up. These are two teams. I think it's hard to pick one, but we got to pick one of them. Who do you have in this game? 
Bears versus who these trash ass niggas play? The Broncos. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing my research on this week. I saw that game and laughed. Like, literally just laughed for like five minutes, kid. This shit was hilarious. And I just kept remembering all the memes I saw Instagram with the with the Broncos. So I remember telling myself, like, I was confused. There's no way I could choose the Broncos this week. But they are playing Justin Fields and the Bears. So it's funny. I was I watched this um channel called TPS and they do like their Monday, they do the week four breakdowns and stuff. Um TPS versus the world. And they let the they let the world pick on vote on Twitter and then they do their votes and they compare them. And they also do Madden simulations. So it's always funny seeing like the differences that they get, like what the world's feeling versus them. So TPS thinks Bears are gonna keep this close. And they think that um Josh out, they think um Justin Fields is gonna the Broncos are going to be winning by a slim margin, and then Justin Fields is going to do something to uh, make the game. Um, Justin Fields is going to take the game away. They're going to win by like one or two points. I don't believe in Justin Fields like that. I don't think this defense is good for nothing. I think this is going to be that game you was talking about last week when they're showing all of Justin Fields' random highlights. But I think, and I could be wrong, the Broncos are slightly less terrible than the Bears. But I could be wrong. Somebody has to get their first win of the season here. Um, I, I have it's it's hard to say it, but honestly, at home as a dog, I'm gonna take the Bears here. As a even when it hurts secondary, their secondary is all banged up. I think Russ is gonna have a good day, but I just think neither defense is gonna look good, and both teams are gonna score a lot of points. I think this is gonna be a very high scoring game just because both it's not even because the offenses are great. It's just because both defenses are gonna be that bad for this game. Um uh, and I That's just funny. I gotta take the Bears at the home. This might have the home edge. That's fine. I think we both thinking we pick different things because I think this game's gonna be like 17, 18. Like I don't think either of these offenses is gonna put up points. For nothing. Uh, no, I say I'm going the opposite way. I actually have a uh, a couple props for this game. It's Russell Wilson over one and a half touchdowns at plus one one twenty five odds, and then Javante Williams over fifty two and a half rushing yards. I think he's gonna be this like he's gonna be running the ball. Um, and like I said, no defense in this whole game. Uh, Fields over one eighty seven passing yards. I this is gonna be in my eyes. That's just how I see this game going. And that's how I think the Bears could potentially win it if Fields is actually looking pretty damn good. Then we got, oh, yeah. then we got another uh, divisional game: Browns versus the Ravens. Browns are a two and a half point favorite. The Ravens are getting a couple of their players back. Uh, they're not fully healthy, but they're getting healthier. Uh, two and a half point underdog. Ah, both saying that two and one. This is going to be a big game. Looking for the division standings and everything on who's the uh, who's the best team right now over there. Are you going with Watson? Are you going with Lamar? The Browns defense is on a fucking historic pace, even though they haven't played anyone great really at quarterback. And then uh, Lamar has yet to have his like Lamar game coming off the Baltimore, uh, the coming off the loss to the Colts. You know Deshaun Watson and Lamar? I be forgetting that, like, Deshaun Watson went to Clemson. So, like, them boys was in the ACC together and shit. Yep. And then them boys be playing in the league and shit. I want to say they had a good game um, when Clemson played Louisville one year. 
Wonder that game was on point. I could be wrong. That was no, like Lamar got put into a box because he couldn't uh, play. Clemson's defense is way too good. Who was it? I can't remember who Deshaun Watson played. It was like a crazy fire game. I remember like, there that were was, two games. Was it Jameis? Uh, I, uh, I don't think it was Jameis. It was the he might have been Jameis when Jameis was a senior before he went on. But then Watson went the next year as well and played FSU again. Mm. But yeah, I remember those games because those games you remember like Baker Mayfield versus Pat Mahomes and shit. Like you remember those games in college. So I always like seeing these matchups, and they're in the same division. That's even cooler. But this game is gonna suck. Just kidding. I do not like this to be a good game. I think the only way for this this game is, has two ways of going. I think it could be like a twenty seven twenty game. It's gonna be an ugly twenty seven twenty game. It's gonna be gross. And like the team that scores the twenty seven has just had the ball laps type shit. And but I don't know the way I saw that the Ravens look crazy on and um in against the Colts last week. I'm expecting them to bounce back and not be looking. Looking bad, even though that that last fourth down was definitely holding, but um, was definitely pi like a motherfucker. But the whole game they just didn't look great. So I'm expecting the Ravens to bounce back, and I expect them to bounce back, but still not look good because this Browns defense is the truth. Like I'm expecting them to look better than they did last week, right? Play better, but still not look good because of this Browns defense. And then I just don't believe in Deshaun Watson in the offense. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be trying to. I mean, but, the backup for Chris. Um, what's his name? Jerome. Um, Ford. Jerome Fort. He scored. He was cool. But I don't. I don't believe in his Watson's offense like that. I think the reason why this team stays up is because their defense just puts them in great positions. Their defense is on historic pace. Um, only allowing like 180 yards per game right now. But- Crazy. They played Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, and one-legged Joe Burrow week one. So I'm not really too sold just yet as them being the best end-all, be-all defense. I think they're still great defense. I, that's why I took them last week. But I think we got to pump the brakes on, like, okay, this is going to be a game-wrecking. This is the – people are – like, people, they're on pace to break all these records, and people are definitely letting the world know it. Like, they're not being quiet about it. Everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, all right, like, this is pumped up. It's been three weeks, and those are the three quarterbacks they played. Okay, maybe they should be looking pretty good right now. Lamar Jackson, like was, Lamar's I different. Feel like, I feel like it was Pat McAfee and them boys. You know, them boys be loud about shit like that. Yeah, like but I give it kudos. One hundred eighty-seven. They are still a great defense. They are like they are really good defense. But I don't think you can keep up that pace. Y'all gonna play some really good quarterbacks. I think this is one of them. Lamar Jackson. Uh, this is this is definitely gonna be a tough game for him. But I think. He's gonna be running for his fucking life. I like him. Uh, I like him to use his legs this game a lot, and uh, I, I just like that offense. I think the Ravens' defense is gonna do the same thing too. Watson, like they're gonna get after him as well. But people are talking more about the Browns' defense is gonna like destroy Lamar, whereas I think Lamar's gonna fare a lot better than what Watson's gonna fare against the Ravens' defense. And uh, that's why I have the Ravens as a plus three best bet. And that's why I'm actually going to just – I just taking them straight up, too, on the road. I don't – I still think the Browns are a little overhyped right now. Their defense is great and all, but their offense is just bogus. Their offense is not good at all. My bad. I was I was giving no fucks about the Browns because I was watching Justin Jefferson highlights. That boy's so cold. Yeah, and then um, – yeah. Oh, and then before I move on to 
Lamar had I put it over forty seven and a half rushing yards. I think he's gonna be all over the place this year. Like you think gonna, it's that game? I, yeah, I think so. I think this is gonna be the he's gonna have a big rushing day. Over forty seven and a half. I don't think he'll have three hundred passing yards and all that, but I think he'll be running, especially whenever he has to break pocket because Miles Garrett's coming or something, he's gonna have to take off. We're gonna see a lot of uh, him getting out of there. Miles Garrett is coming. Are you going with the Browns or are you rocking with the Ravens? You know I got them. them. What type of birds are the Ravens? The Ravens, the Falcons are dirty birds. The Eagles are filthy birds. The Ravens are. I think like smart birds. They're like intelligent. Nah, 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 nah. They, they the cool birds. They the cool birds. Then we'll jump into all these. Actually, all these games are gonna be real close right now. Uh, next one, Texans, two and a half point underdog against the Steelers. Uh, Texans oh. covers a big win against the Jaguars. Steelers coming off two games where they were the underdog and won, won them both outright. This is now they're the favorite on the road. Do you think Kenny Pickett and that defense is going to get to C.J. Stroud, or do you think C.J. and the boys uh, are going to keep clicking? No, I think Mike Tomlin eats C.J. and the boys alive. Like, Mike Tomlin's in this bitch. He is a rookie. He, Mike Tomlin is telling them boys, like, he is we, – we are here to handle business. We come here. I, Mike Tomlin's been giving speeches all week about this game, kid. There's no – I want to say no way. CJ Stroud is um, one of them boys is winning because D'Amico Ryan is a sneaky motherfucker. But I got um, I got my steel. I got – not my steals, but I got the steals in this because you know how I fuck with that defense. And I want to see them boys look alive. And I know Larry Tunsil is going to be out. So that's like a – CJ uh, Watt may have a big game. But something in my guts is telling me take the Texans as a home dog here. Um, I think they're gonna get up for this game. They're gonna look. They 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 finally got that first win. I think that kind of helps build the confidence of a young CJ Stroud. But Tank Dell has looked great. Um, like I think he's gonna have a big game. Tank Dell's had like back to back weeks where he's putting up like thirty points in fantasy. Rookie him and CJ Stroud have a fucking connection, and their defense like. There's another game where everyone's talking about that Steelers defense, but the Texans defense has been holding down under Marco Ryan. They don't have Derek Stingley Jr., but they've still been balling. And I think Kenny Pickett hasn't looked too good, and I think uh, that's going to help uh, the Texans sneak a win at home here. Are you saying Texans two in a row? Yeah, back to back on hey, that. I can't. Next, you're going to tell me the Cardinals going to beat the 49ers. Let's <laughs> uh, not get too hasty now. Uh, let's move on to the next one. They're all close-ass spreads. Like, these are all under field goals right now, uh, except for this one. The Vikings say, so it's going to be easy for the locks and dogs this week. The Vikings are a four-point favorite against the Panthers. Panthers are at home. Um, and Bryce Young may play. That's still kind of up in the air, but I think it's leaning towards he's going to be the starter for this week. But Bryce Young, he's back. Vikings defense kind of kind of can make it interesting if they really are that bad, and Bryce Young could have a, a good game. I think Andy Dalton would probably tear that Vikings defense up. But I'm hoping Bryce could do it too. Do you think uh, the Vikings finally get their first win? Hell, motherfucking yeah. I think this – so I think the Panthers team – this Panthers team is funny. I think they're not good at all, of course. But 
I do think there's like little things that can happen to make this game really interesting. And I think this is gonna be a close game. Like I wouldn't be shocked if it's like 30-24. So just because of how bad that D is. Yeah, like that shit is trash. So like I really like this game to be like and I like it to be like a 30-24 until Kirk Cousins gets a drive in the last like four minutes. And then that's when they take the lead type shit. But Jay Jettas is gonna eat free. No JC Horn. So motherfucking Jay Jettas is going to eat free. Addison is going to have a great game. I like him to score a touchdown. And I don't know about the run game too much. Maybe maybe Madison does his thing. But I like this Vikings team because they're the best 0-3 team in the league right now. By so, far. Yeah, so I like this team to go. And it's crazy. And I don't even want to make it seem like they're not supposed to be 0-3 because they definitely got stopped twice in the red zone um, last week against the Chargers. And then before that, they um they didn't get blown out. Who they, they they played the Eagles on Monday night, right? Yep. And then the, they played the Bucks. Yeah, and then they gave up that game to the Bucks. So I'm not gonna make it seem like this Viking teams is not supposed to be 0 three, but they are the best 0 three team I've seen I've seen in this um in this league this year. So I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah, the Panthers are just kind of down and out in my opinion. I think the Vikings offense is just gonna look phenomenal if jc horn was in i might be talking a little bit different. So i think that uh, i think the panthers could potentially sneak it in but they also don't have shaq thompson so like defense is kind of banged up brian burns can hold it down by himself he's a grown-ass man but vikings are gonna vikings are frustrated and they're gonna they know they need to get wins because the, the lions are looking great they know they need to start playing catch up and a team and like go back to the playoffs kind of can't go 0-4 and, and expect to go to the playoffs again. Whereas the Panthers know this is a, a, a year that they didn't – no one expected them to win at all. So, like, they might be okay with going 0-4. So, I think the Vikings and uh, they're going to come in and just fucking uh, – Kevin O'Connell's going to have them troops ready for war. Kirk Cousins over oh, yeah. half touchdowns. And I agree, Addison. Uh, he's hit this number every game so far as a rookie. Over 39 and a half yards. Every oh, game. 50 plus all games. Yeah, so like they're, they're gonna keep giving you free money. Might as well just keep robbing the bookies. Robin. Next Robin game, Robin. we got the Colts versus the Rams. A pick 50-50, even on the odds. The Colts, I think the Rams were the favorite. Then the Colts became the favorite, and then now we're sitting here and it's 50-50. No one's the favorite. Um, both minus one. Uh Anthony Richardson will be back. So no Garner for this game. We're back to the AR experience. And honestly, I, I thought Zach Moss was going to be the reason why this team may stink for a little bit too. Like no run game while Jonathan Taylor. But Zach, Zach Moss, that's not their running back. Zach Moss is fucking lights out back to back games. Like it wasn't no one week fluke. Like he's been doing uh, big things for the uh, Colts. Jonathan Taylor is on the trade block uh, now. The Colts say they don't even want him back into the building, and. Like, I think the Colts found their identity, and I think AR is him. And I think it's simple as they're at home. Their defense is great. Matthew Stafford's throwing picks again like he used to. Uh, Puka kind of got figured out. He wasn't really around for that last game. And Kyron Williams' experiment isn't looking too hot. So I think the Colts' defense eats the Rams alive. And, I, and I'm not – and my take on – my early take on them this season isn't isn't too wrong after all. You see it, America. Russia, whoever's listening, that gate is there. I, I keep that gate just like on me, you feel me? You know we rock with that for AR-12 whenever we can, you feel me? 
So I like Anthony Richardson to come back at two rushing touchdowns on some crazy shit. But every fantasy owner that's starting him this week, get him. And I'm not going to say Puka and all them boys on the um, offense got figured out, but I will say that it's only going to slow down because we know Matthew Stafford likes to make favorite targets. And, like, I feel like it gets a lot of points of time when he forces those throws. So we don't expect much from this Rams team, and I think this game is going to show that. And fun fact about Kyron Williams, Brett's like the only running back in the league right now that plays like 100% of the snap because that's how weak they are at running back. No other players are left on that. that I don't know. They probably have moved someone up this week, I'm guessing, but they had nothing, nothing at the running back. That shit is crazy. So, I mean, like, fantasy-wise, I would take them because they did, if they did get close, I would expect them to try to punch one in on the ground. I'd have him, like, on my bench fantasy-wise. But, yeah, I don't see much going from this Rams team for a little minute. They got to figure some stuff out. I got the Kyron Williams under 56 and a half rushing yards. I just don't think – the Colts' defense has been really stout. And uh, their offenses look way better than what anyone thought. So, like, they're just in a yeah. way better spot. Yeah, yeah. and the Rams' O-line is atrocious right now. So, they need a lot of figuring out right now. All right, next, one of the biggest, honestly, second biggest spread on the slate. The Eagles are a nine-point favorite at home against Washington. Um, this is a this is a rivalry game, some would say. Uh, it is a divisional game. Washington coming off an ass-whooping the Bills gave them. Sam Howell threw four interceptions. Defensive line destroyed the offensive line. They got, a, like, I think seven sacks on him as well. And then the Eagles are – Coming off a game where they just won on prime time Monday night. Oh yeah, them boys is teed up, man. Remember when we used to have the boring block? Yeah, this be one of them. This is, this is gonna be one of them. Like it's gonna be this ego. It's only a better defense and um and a run game that you're not gonna be able to stop. So like, I don't see. I don't expect Sam Howell to throw four interceptions. I'm expecting them to like try to play a lot safer game this week and use Brian Robinson and the running backs a little bit more. But regardless, he's going to have a long-ass day. Hopefully, Scary Terry gets some points because I'm starting him this week. See, the Eagles' defense has been fucking so – like, Jalen Carter, they're saying – like, even the other players are saying, like, bro, he's just a rookie, but he might be the best player on the line already. Um, mm, that's scary. Like, they're, like, the way that he's been dominating and wrecking the inside as an interior, they're saying, like, no, nothing since Aaron Donald has been, like, this instant impact as an interior defensive lineman. Like, he's – He's wrecking games single-handedly on the Eagles, and, like, that's what destroyed them against the Bills was that interior D, um, offensive line was getting destroyed by their uh, D linemen. So I Eagles are just going to come in there and just curb stomp the fuck out of Washington. I'm expecting a lot of quick passes, a lot of slants, a lot of um, maybe not too many arounds, but a lot of motion, like – Expecting a lot of like trickery this game for them from um the enemy. And Kev, remember that stat you said uh they're twenty one uh twenty one and one in their last twenty yeah. games. That one was against Washington last year. It was. So oh. this is definitely circled for Sirianni. Oh, they finna fuck them up. Next game, this is back to the close games of the week. Titans are two and a half point underdog against the Bengals. Bengals have not looked good. Jamar Chase finally had a good game. Bengals finally got their win. Titans, it's been a rough couple of weeks. They got that one dub against the Chargers, which I was all over. 
But other than that, they've been looking pretty rough. Derrick Henry's been haven't really showed up in any capacity uh, on the field, mainly because the whole offense is looking very bad. Tannehill's look bad. Is do you? I mean, both offenses are on. I can't. I can't even stress how bad the Bengals' offenses look too. Joe Mixon's non-existent over there. Doesn't uh, exist. And- so- so what is what is do you think who do you think what do they give it to the Titans because they're at home here they got the crowd Mike Vrabel has an underdog story or is it like the Bengals maybe are just gonna turn it back on I like this game to be close but and if it was in um Ohio I would pick the Bengals but Mike Vrabel and his offense looks abysmal. But the, I'm praying they figure something out this week. Because I'm not going to lie. Originally, I was not picking them. I was not picking the Titans even slightly. I was like, I have a Joe Burrow fantasy. Jamar <laughs> Chase looked good last week. Like, there's no way I'm picking them. And I'm like, ah, till I found out this shit was in Nashville. When they, when I, and you know me, you know me and Nashville, my relationship with Nashville after this summer. So, it's like, yeah, that's like a third home right there. So, like, I'm going to trust Brable, underdog, in Nashville. Because this Bengals team um, didn't even look – even though even though, um, even though they won last week and everybody's talking about some, they got they finally got their one, the win of the year. They started off slow. They're picking it back up. It was still 16-19. Like, this wasn't, like, a, a great game either way. So, like, I expect this to be another slow game that's not going to make my big screen, but the Titans are going to be able to dog it out maybe. Hopefully, Derrick Henry can have a good game this week. So, I'm I'm rocking with the Bengals. They have a really good run defense, and I think they'll be able to take they do? the Hold on. I'll switch them back. Quick. Trey, Hend- Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, I think they'll be able to heat Derrick Henry in check. They're, like, Ohio strong, so they're not afraid to, like, hit Derrick Henry. So, I yeah. think – I like I like them to um, play good against that. He's gonna have to rely on Tannehill, and I don't think Tannehill's gonna win that battle. Uh, D Hop's having a good year though. Still, I'll give it to D Hop. He's still he's still balling. But yeah, give me the Bengals. And this is, I'm putting on my best bet minus two and a half. Give me, I think the Bengals are gonna uh, kind of show they, the defense is gonna be good enough to limit them to maybe like ten points. Uh, how did they play last week? How good were what did the Titans do last week? Oh, uh, fuck. Who did the Titans play? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Going to... We know they lost. They played... Season? Last week, they played the Browns 27-3. Fuck. But they beat the Chargers 27-24 and lost to the Saints 16-15. I'm taking the Titans. I'm taking my pick and I'm sticking to it. I don't All like right. it. Next I'm game... I'm sticking to it. Uh, next game we got the Chargers at home with their five point favorite against the Raiders. Raiders might not have Jimmy G playing, which is a, a I'm not too sure yet, but he was uh, kind of banged up leaving that last game. So without Jimmy G, I think it's Chargers by a landslide. And even with Jimmy G, I think Chargers still are good, are the better team here. They've got talent. I think the uh, Devontae Adams is already bickering. About he isn't here for a win later type shit. I want to win now. Like I said in my preseason take on this team, for McDaniel's be the first coach five, we're gonna have to see Devontae Adams and some other players start talking out loud about how he some bullshit and the, the, it's already happening. It's 
on the week four, I think that this is this one team is on dumpster fire, might not have their quarterback. And even if he does play, didn't practice all week, it was banged up. Chargers are going to look pretty good here. Is Austin Eckler's back too. Like, yeah, this is when the Chargers go on and win maybe three games in a row and are back into like uh, playoff contention later in the year. Yeah, everybody, every I'm definitely taking the Chargers on this one. They they could have they they definitely earned that win last week, and this defense showed that they can um, show resilience and stand up and stay strong in um crucial moments. So I'm definitely taking this team. I love great leadership, and Austin Eckler's back, so that's another just dynamic weapon. Who is it? Palmer? That's out for the season? No, Mike Williams, torn ACL. But Joshua Palmer's stepping in, and he balled last year when he had to step in. I was about to say, yeah, so Palmer going to come through. He's going to be a great weapon as well. And it's crazy when they talk Devontae Adams because it's like if you look at, like, this top five easiest choices to make when he made his decision to leave, it's like, fuck. Like, either way he went, he would have been fucked. Because, like, imagine if he had stayed on the Packers and Aaron had left. Fuck. Imagine if he had stayed because he came to the um, Raiders to be with Derek Carr. Derek Carr gone. Fuck. What if he had stayed on the Packers, right? Signed like a one year and slid to the um Jets with um Aaron Rodgers. That'd be OP. He would oh he but yeah. Aaron Rodgers would have got hurt. Fuck. Like you feel me? Like no matter what he would have done, that shit would have been doomed, like type shit. If like so like there's a lot of there's a lot of different universe universes in the multiverse that are going are in the same position we are, Paul. Because no matter what he would have done, it would have sucked. Like there's a there's one that there's probably a universe where he went to the Steelers and Kenny Pickett is his quarterback. Right. He went, she went to KC. Nah, see, that would have been OD. But um so yeah, it's crazy how you see this Raiders team. I don't see them doing much better. I see them getting random wins around the season, but I think they're who we thought the Cardinals were gonna be this season. So I'm definitely got the Chargers. And then we got to move to the next game. Another big, this is some of the bigger uh, uh, odds on the slate. Oh, no, my, I skipped the game. My bad. Forgot a game up there at one o'clock. I had it highlighted. So it was a little in a different section, but it was the Saints at home hosting the Buccaneers. Saints are three and a half point favorite. Um, this is this is a week where all my fantasy group chats are gonna be going crazy because there's, there's a lot of both fans in them, and Saints the Saints probably will be starting Winston. I'm, I don't know if Carr is playing for sure or not, but even if but Carr may play, but Winston is ready to go. If not, uh, Saints the favorite. Do you think their defense is gonna destroy Baker? Do you think Do you think the Baker boys are gonna show up? So this game is gonna be this is like fun fact. I low key just asked Paul to pause. I asked Paul to pause it so I can tell him like let's slow and vibe this next part. This these next these next um games. This team right here and this team right here. I hate both of them with every piece of passion in my soul. Fuck every single fuck these entire organizations and their and their jerseys and their jersey colors. Like fuck everything about them. But this is gonna be a funny ass game. So you got Baker Mayfield <laughs> and Mike Evans, who's the only person he knows how to throw to, against Mike Evans' fucking enemy, enemy for life, Marcus Lattimore. Saints defense blitzing at you. And then when you switch it over, they got James Winston, former Bucks quarterback, starting in the game. Like, this is going to be nothing but laughs. This is going to be hilarious. And I really 
don't want to take either one of them, but I can see a world where Jameis Winston goes on, is like, all right, old team, time to turn the fuck up on them, and they really go ham. But I can also see a world where Baker Mayfield learns how to throw to Chris Godwin, and then they motherfucking, um, and they, and they get some sneaky touchdowns. But I like the Jameis Winston narrative a little bit more, so I think that's what I would go with. <laughs> so this one is so tricky to me because that also, like, it could be Saints defense dominates the Baker boys, but then I could also see because the Saints O-line has been pretty ass this year. That's why Derek Carr got hurt mostly. But uh, <laughs> uh, fucking – you. but Kamara's coming back too, so that's a big – I think people – think Kamara's still like in his prime Kamara has not looked didn't look too great last year fantasy wise he'll get you his 15 because he catches the ball but Kamara wasn't when once they made him the workhorse he was he was not that guy he was averaging like 3.9 yards per carry and shit so I really could see the defense for the Bucks showing up for this game and I just have a strange feeling the Baker boys are gonna win and it's I gonna be a bloodbath in the in the comment section and everything, bro. And I hate to say it, but I think the Bucks defense is really stout. And Jameis Winston could come in that bitch and throw a couple interceptions to them. Because who the Bucks play last week? The Eagles and yeah, and they forced two interceptions on uh, Jalen Hurts. Oh man, they go to make Jameis look. Her cousins crazy. had a tough I'm game like- against them. I might rock with you on that Bucks pick. I'm not gonna lie to you. Cause that shit, that shit is fun. I don't care. I don't care who wins this game, bro. But uh I, if I wanted to on abstain, but like Paul beating me and um scoring right now and those things. So I can't be giving up wins and shit. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. So I guess I'll rock with you on the Bucks shit. All right. And uh then uh let me think. Oh, I uh, I do want to see Lattimore versus Evans if they fight again, bro. I really I really want to uh, see if they I don't think they're gonna fight again because they they fine, but there's gonna be a lot of touching. Oh, this is yeah, this game is definitely gonna be a, a little bit larger on my computer than the other other games. I'll be dying laughing the whole game. Our next game on the block, we got the Cowboys at home, six and a half point favorite against the Patriots. My dad will be in attendance for this game. Um, Cowboys here, I mean, they coming off a very bad loss to the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs cooked them, boys. Dak didn't look too good. Dak throwing game-clinching interceptions in the red zone like he does. Uh, Like, Patriots defense is very good this year. I mean, to his worst game, I'll give him credit. He did throw an interception against the Patriots. Tyreek only had like 30 yards. Uh, we still beat them pretty hand- handily. Don't let's not get it twisted now, but definitely to his worst game was against the Patriots, and so like that kind of scares me that even though the Cowboys are a big favorite, I'm a little bit worried for my dad's sake that he's going to watch a game and he could be up in that stands cussing Dak's name for a couple for a little while. So, so fun fact about um the podcast history and Paul's dad at the Cowboys game. There's two things I always will remember. <laughs> I can't remember what game it was, but Paul, your dad was there, and I think your dad threw like three or four picks. He was cussing, yeah, he was mad as fuck, and then and then they <laughs> won the game, and his ass was happy as hell. <laughs> it was a roller coaster text. Like, like, and oh man, we got to go to a game with your dad one day because I just want to be there when he is just pissed. He Paul's dad doesn't get mad; he gets pissed. Dolphins play the Cowboys Christmas Day. We got it. We're there. 
No, like me and my dad already talking about. My dad's like he can't go because it's on Christmas Day, and I was like, damn. I was like, if only, as if you would have came, I would definitely made bought a ticket for it. Oh my gosh, we might have to go to his house. (laughs) That should be crazy lit. But this game is gonna be fun. I think the Cowboys need to bounce back after um giving up that game to the Cardinals, and it's not gonna be this game. They're gonna look crazy. They got the defense. Their defense. That on Bill Belichick defense is eating right now. My dog Christian Gonzalez doing his work, but this Cowboys team is just a little bit better than them. And I think don't think this. Even though they won, I don't think this um Patriots team looked good last week. Because like if you think about it, if they don't have that long ass Hunter Henry touchdown, because I don't know where the fuck the safety was at. No, run. not Hunter it was, Henry. It was the other tight end out of nowhere. <laughs> like it was yeah. all Hunter Henry motherfuckers were mad that he ain't scored that uh scored that big touchdown. Yeah, like if they don't score that touchdown, I don't know what this game, what that game actually looks like for real. So I'm gonna take the Cowboys because the Cowboys can at least not well, they're gonna throw turnover interceptions and shit, but at least they can score. So I'm gonna take the Cowboys, but this Patriots defense is going to be on some shit. And this game might be look really close in the first half or it won't run away until like the six minutes of the fourth type shit. Oh, this is the tough one for me. Really? You really I, believe in these Patriots? I know. No, like but like, but that's the, um, just look at the, the uh, Cowboys first three games with Giants, Jets, Cardinals. You're telling me that Cowboys team couldn't go three and zero? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but they did blow out the first two teams. Yeah, the first two I'll give them. Uh, Jack Wilson, good job. D Jones and that whole team looked terrible week one. But then you look at the Patriots, and they lost. They beat they beat the Jets fifteen ten. But it was a very like it was a very rainy day, windy. It was a very it wasn't the best day for throwing conditions. All that. Then they lose to the Dolphins twenty four seventeen, and then they lose to the Eagles twenty five. 20 and they have a second half where they almost come back and beat the Eagles and don't allow the Eagles to score another touchdown in the second half. Uh, it was like Bill Belichick is playing his ass off on defense. I'll give, like I'm giving him that and I could really see Dak fucking this game, blowing it up. Like I I'm going with a prop bet. Anytime interception thrower Dak Prescott, I think that's, oh, that's a, free money. That's a free one right there. Uh, and, like I could see him not worrying about Dak to the point where we're gonna take away the run game, so no Tony Pollard, and then now let's put the whole world on Dak, and I could see the Patriots squeaking out the win. I'm not gonna pick them. I will take the best bet of Patriots, uh, and sitting at plus six and a half, I would buy the extra point at a half point. Get the Patriots plus seven. I think they this this game's gonna be very close right here, just because of the the defense that Bill Belichick's gonna put out there on the. On the field. And I forgot to hit on this best bet earlier. It was the um they all passed and I haven't said them. Eagles minus uh eight and a half, Vikings minus four, Bengals minus two and a half, Ravens plus three, Dolphins plus three, and then I and then now Patriots plus seven. I respect it. Next game, this is the big blowout here. 49ers versus the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, unless and I mean, even at Dobbs' best, I don't think they have a shot in hell against this 49ers team. And that's no disrespect to Dobbs. It's just this 49ers team is running on a different type of time. 
Oh, yeah, this 49ers team is getting handling business. They're not even playing with their food. Like, them boys is immediately – every every drive matters to this 49ers team. Like, they don't let shit slide. They're tired of coming in, what is it, third or fourth, because they always make it to the championship. And they're tired of not winning this shit. They're coming in. They got their people. As long as nobody's hurt. Brandon Ayuk is questionable for this game. We're hoping he plays. He's a problem. Debo's a problem. CMC. Paul. You haven't been giving out free money now that I think about it. I've seen a stat. I meant to send it to you. If you bet $100 12 <laughs> games ago for CMC and just kept re- um, just kept using the same money rolling over, you'd be at 78.63K or something like that. Because this man, CMC, has scored a touchdown in every game for the last 12 games. Yeah, yeah, he's a touchdown machine. It's to the point where now usually touchdowns are minus one-something, plus 250, like Christian Watson. He was at plus 210 last night to score a touchdown. Jay Jettas and Tyreek, they usually sit at a pick em, minus 100. Uh, you, you win your money back type shit on the bet. But they got his ass at, like, minus 200. Like, you, you bet 100, you only win 50 bucks, like, type shit. Like, it's just – at this point, it's not too smart of a bet to, like, keep – because they're just – the books know. Like, the, the, the bookies are like, yeah, you're going to bet it. You're not going to – we gotta make it risky for you because those are the type of bets. <laughs> someone someone bet a hundred thousand just to win five thousand, and then they and then they lose the bet, even though it was like a super block or some shit. Yeah, that's how they get their ass. But I, I will keep they- giving out free money as CMC over or uh, CMC over seventy six and a half rushing yards. I mean, every week this man oh a hundred and something, hundred and something, and eighty five. Like yeah. And that over number keeps moving up, but it hasn't hit the right number yet. It has to be up there. Like once he start putting this set it at like eighty eight and a half rushing yards, then I'll start thinking about it. But like in the seventies and sixties, yeah, keep hammering the CMC over rushing. Nice. And especially if they go up on the Cardinals and they just keep running the ball. Yeah. And then the next, the big slate, the Chiefs versus the Jets in New York. Jets are nine-point underdog at home. There's a lot of big favorites on the slate, which uh, I mean, there's a lot of close games, but there's a but whenever there's a big spread, it's a big one, and that kind of scares me for some of these big favorites because like sometimes one of them don't win them all, and I'm gonna be eyeballing which one of these teams is gonna one of these games that have a massive spread is gonna be close, and I just don't know which one it is just yet. Uh, could it be? Could it be this game, or is the Swifties and Kelsey and the Mahomes gonna just go in there and just blow shit up? Kev, <laughs> this is the reason to raise my head because I'm covered it so political. You feel me? Let me lower my hand. So, Paul, to answer that question, no, the Jets is not gonna do shit. The Swifties gonna come take over New York. She's got Travis Kelsey's jersey sales are like plus four hundred percent. Bro got like, I want to say he got like half a million followers on Instagram. Yeah, I mean the Swifties is gonna come take over New York, and they finna beat these motherfuckers up. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. I think this Jets defense is good. I think Sauce is him, but this and I don't think this defense, the Chiefs defense, is that great for the um. The Chiefs' defense is that great against them, um, that great. But Zach Wilson has been stinking it up. He's been, he's been killing the Garrett Wilson fantasy hope owner, owner's hopes. Yeah, Zach Wilson is just 
not is not he needs to change it to change his um pronouns to they to the to they to they them because he is not him kid. Right. <laughs> right. Zach Wilson is the MILF slayer. You don't think that's the kryptonite to the Swifties? Nah, man, because oh, Swifties are sixes. <laughs> well, I think um yeah, I think the Chiefs just go in and blow it up. Even on their worst day, they're going to put up 28 on the Jets. But the Jets' defense has made some of these games closer than they should be. Maybe Sauce gets like a pick six, and we're sitting here, and then there's a punt return touchdown. We're sitting here like, damn, it wasn't even Zach Wilson that did it. It was just like the Jets as an organization <laughs> won the game somehow. Um, Fumble recovery for a touchdown like, dude, type shit. You know how crazy it would be if they go like four and six, like four and uh thirteen, and like the four wins are like the Bills, the Chiefs. Cause they already beat the Bills, and then they beat the Chiefs, and they did like knock off like the power, like the powerhouses only. That should be crazy, and they're like they're like all they need is a quarterback. All they need yeah. is a quarterback. <laughs> but yeah, no, give me the Chiefs here. Let's not get too cute with it. The Chiefs are gonna win this game. Uh, then we got our Monday night game. Giants are at home. Where they're a one point underdog against the Seahawks. Seahawks, Geno Smith and them boys. Geno can get some revenge against the Giants who cut him back in the day after he was the starter for a little bit. And uh actually they benched Geno Smith to start Geno. I mean they benched Eli Manning to start Geno Smith. And then Geno Smith stunk it up and they went back to Eli Manning. And then we never heard of Geno Smith again until the Seahawks. So I, do you think that's a, a revenge game for Geno? Do you think the Giants are going to get shit going better? I'm not too sure about Shaquan's health, though. I don't know if he's playing this week. Somebody had the nerve to tell me that um, Russell Westbrook was – Russell Wilson was nice, and um, he was he was worth the money type shit. And I just asked them, like – no, they said Russell Wilson was a future Hall of Famer. That's what they said. And I told them, I was like, who – is the Seahawks quarterback right now? They said, oh, I don't know. Go look it up. And I made them Google it. So go look it up. Go look it up. Oh, Geno Smith. Yeah, he's balling right now. I'm like, yeah, these motherfuckers had the number one offense last week. Pete Carroll is a quarterback whisperer. He can make things happen. Never in your life ever tell me Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame. It's so hurting his credit. Ever since he left to the Broncos, shit has hurt his credentials. Yeah, immediately. So don't. So that's my take on this Seahawks offense. They've shown they can do their thing. I'm still impressed by Gino for that motherfucking that um that drive he had in overtime because you know I love a good drive in overtime. So I got the Seahawks coming in this bitch, running New York, <laughs> and it's crazy that I have back to back primetime games in New York. So that means if that um their um teams is working overtime. Yeah, well, New York's the biggest media market. Oh, for sure. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, Giants, their biggest downfall is they've been letting running backs destroy them, passing quarterbacks and beat them up too. But I just think uh, I think the Giants are going to get kind of blown blown out a little early. I think Kenneth Walker runs up all over them. Kenneth Walker actually have it uh, over, what is it, like 67 and a half rushing yards, I think his number's set at. Uh, my ass can't really find that bitch. Uh, there it is, 62 and a half rushing yards. I'm taking over 62 and a half rushing yards. I think, like, James Conner had, like, 58 in the first half against them last, uh, whenever the Cardinals were beating their ass. 
Um, like they you they begin uh CMC hit the over. Um he had 80 something. Elijah Mitchell had like 40 something yards himself. Uh he hit the over on his rushing yards. First week, Tony Pollard hit the over on his rushing yards. The Giants has been letting people cut him up. I really think this is going to be a big game for Kenneth Walker, who hasn't had big games on the ground. Like, he's had a lot of touchdowns, but he hasn't had a lot of yardage yet. And I think this is the game where we see, like, a Kenneth Walker for 125 type shit. Like, we see a big – like, Kenneth Walker could have a massive game. Nice, yeah. We'll see, man. But, yeah, Seahawks all the way. All right, well, that's uh, that's the Monday night game. And as always, we're about to catch y'all boys with our locks and our dogs before we get the fuck up out of here. And as always, Kev, keep the mojo going. Y'all don't know. The records are sitting on locks. I'm sitting at four and two. Kev's at three and three. Dogs are both at two and one. We've been balling on that side of things. Uh, what's, We start off with the locks. Kev, what are your first two teams that you're locking up? Oof. Wow. I'm not going to lie. There's this thing I do in my free time that kills my memory. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm going to have to lock up two teams. Got to take them Vikings, the best 0-3 team in the league. Got to take them, boys. Got to lock them up. And I think I'm going to lock up them San Diego Superchargers. Because they're not even from L.A. It's San Diego. Them boys, oh yeah, them San Diego super tall. I was watching um, I was watching some meme shit, and they were um, that's what they call them. They call them the San Diego super tall. <laughs> so I think I would take them on my boy, them um, charges because I did like that showing they had, and that defense got those. You know me, I like when people do cool shit, so it makes me think about them next week. So when they got those two stops on the Vikings last week, I think I got them. So if I could have picked, so yeah, I'm taking those, and for my dogs. Gotta dog up them Titans. Gotta dog up them boys in Nashville. We gonna see what's cracking out there. We know University of Tennessee ain't shit, but them Titans might be something. That's Knoxville. We talking Nashville. See, I'm sorry I have to do this to you. I mean, made a better man win. Uh, I'm gonna have to lock up the Bengals. I'm gonna have to go against that dog pick. I just think the Bengals defense is gonna hold hold them. I think the Titans offenses look so bad this year. I got the dog bone for a reason, kid. I see the dog bone. I see it. Hey, but I got the I gotta go get myself some locks. Um and then but then my other one, I'm gonna just co-sign this uh the Vikings here. I think this is their offense is the best offense we've seen ever go in three. This is gonna be a game where their offense shows up. Hopefully the defense can keep the Panthers to maybe twenty one, maybe twenty four. Let's let the Viking Vikings drop thirty and get the dub and get out of there. Not real talk. It's crazy to say, like, you got to drop 30. But then they'll somehow blame Kirk Cousins. Like, this is because you're not a good quarterback. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just <laughs> my mind. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins over a lot of niggas right now. And on my dog side of things, there's a, lot, I have a few dogs on the slate, but none I feel more confident about than my Miami Dolphins up in Buffalo. We're going to break the curse, but we haven't beat them in seven years up there. We're going to get our – we're going to get our dub. We almost beat them with Skylar Thompson last year in the playoffs in Buffalo. Uh, now we got Tua. We see Tua doing Tua things. Waddle's healthy for this game. Taron Armstead's as healthy as he's ever been for our left tackle. Like, 
Jalen Phillips is back on the field finally, and I think he's going to make the name for himself like I predicted in preseason. So I love us in this situation. They keep doubting us. They keep saying we're not going to be able to sustain this shit, all of that. But y'all don't know Mike McDaniel and Tua and Tyreek and Waddle, Raheem Morstead, Devon Aikchain. Jeff Wilson will be back soon too. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, Jalen Phillips, X. Jalen Ramsey will be back by the end of the year. But we're not even at our best yet. Give, give me the Dolphins as my dog. I'm going to get out of your old. This is even my final form. Not we're, not, we're not. We're not. When Jalen Ramsey's back, oh, brother. I was actually talking about that the other day because niggas was talking about some. I ain't going to lie to you. You see the thing about the Dolphins. They just scored 70, right? But if they was fully healthy, it would have been th- it would have been 70 to 3. Yeah, been probably, they probably would have got the ball back even faster. Like, I'm not going to lie. It would have been 70, like, halfway through the fourth. Come on, stop playing with us. Come on. They would have scored a defensive touchdown. That's why. That's how y'all have the broken record. That's stop what I'm playing doing. with them, boys. Yeah, so we fucking with the Dolphins over here, man. So, even though I picked the Bills. That was but, like, you, you, you on the other side, bucko. But I'm talking chess. You talking. We talking. We talking. If we going outside, whose parties do you think I'm going to? The, the Miami Dolphins parties, or the, with the with the smelly old Bills mafia. I'm not gonna lie to you. We jump at the table, oh, yeah, but yeah, I can turn up with y'all boys afterwards. <laughs> nah, but we're not. We, once you once you cross that side, don't ever come back. Nah, I just want to jump through tables at the tailgate and then go party in Miami for the after parties. I think that's fair. But we're gonna we're gonna smack the fuck out of them, um, uh, Mills Boff, uh, Bills mafia from Sunday afternoon. We'll see how that shit goes. But I got to get the fuck up out of here. We are officially 20 minutes late for the bus. And I got a meeting at like 1 o'clock and a meeting at 2 o'clock and a meeting at 3.30. And then I got to go to this boxing fight at 7 p.m. So calendars are cool. Make sure you invest in the calendar. But if you didn't know, this is the Totally Blitz podcast. Did Paul, you drop your best bets? Yeah, I dropped them. Um, it was the Patriots plus seven. The Patriots plus seven, Dolphins plus three, Ravens plus three, Bengals minus two and a half, Vikings minus four, and um, Eagles minus eight and a half. And how many prop bets did you give up? I didn't give out as many, but uh, do you want me to run through them? I still have them lined up. Might as well. Um, so I have them sectioned off as the quarterbacks, then running backs. So it would be by position, quarterback. Kirk Cousins over one and a half touchdowns. That that, that offense is going to keep scoring points. Russell Wilson over one and a half touchdowns for the Broncos. Uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I said that earlier. Fields over one eighty seven and a half passing yards. I think Fields is uh going to be able to throw against that Broncos secondary, which has been getting torched back to back to back weeks. They had Sam Howell look great. That's all I need to say. Oh. Uh, now we get to the running backs, or there's the rushing props. Brian Robinson for the Commanders, under 53.5 rushing yards. The Commanders are um, – the Commies are playing the Eagles, the most stout rush defense in the league. I think they're going to get absolutely wrecked on offense by the Eagles' defensive line. We might have to abandon the run game, have Sam Howell try to get them back into the game, throwing it. So, yeah, give me Brian Robinson's under 53.5. Uh, Lamar Jackson, over 47.5 rushing. I think this is Miles Garrett might be chasing him. He breaks it out. He's gonna have to run for his life here and there. I think they win the game. It ain't gonna be by him throwing the ball, but it's gonna be by him running the ball. 
CJ Stroud over seven and a half rushing yards. I think he's he's a young little athlete. He kind of got a little bit of legs on him. He got a little mobile last week. Um, I think he'll get a little mobile this week. Similar situation where TJ Watt might be on his ass and he might have to roll out of the pocket a few times, scramble, get his own yards. And so CJ Stroud over seven and a half rushing. Nigel Harris under 55 and a half rushing. Nigel Harris is stuck in mud. People on Twitter are like, but Nigel's not even faster than them. Like, Nigel is uh-huh. the least explosive running back in the league. Jalen Warren is low, keeps stealing all the snaps more and more and more. He's the more explosive back over there right now. But, yeah, I think the Texans' defense has been balling low-key. No one's really talking about it. But, like, Trevor Lawrence and ETN had struggles against them last week. Nigel, I think, is going to struggle. So, under 50, uh, 55 and a half rushing. And then Kyron Williams, under 56 and a half rushing. Similar situation. The Rams, uh, Kyron Williams, I don't think is that good. Like, and the Rams are going to be playing the Colts. Great defense. They're going to, they're not going to allow him to get, uh, get going, I don't think. And they're going to pick off Stafford. I think this is going to be, a, the Colts are going to dominate both sides of the ball right here. Nice. Love to see it. Jarek McKinnon, over 10 and a half rushing. I think the Jets defense is good, but I think they're going to be Chiefs are going to be up by so much. McKinnon's going to get some playing time. McKinnon's going to rush the ball. If he gets five touches, he's going to go over 10 and a half rushing yards. Seahawks, Kenneth Walker over 62 and a half rushing. I think they're going to force, they're going to feed, 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 feed. And I think they're just going to run all over the Giants. The Giants have let every running back eat against them so far. Then uh, Logan Thomas, over 20 and a half receiving yards, the tight end for the Commanders. The Eagles have one of the worst uh, defenses against the tight end this year right now for whatever reason. And I just think Logan Thomas is going to be able to get a get a few catches here and there. He's his first game back since the concussion. So I think he, he went over this number his first week, and then now he's back. I think he goes over this number again. Waddle, over 59 and a half receiving yards. Bills have a good defense, but we have a better offense. Enough said. Addison over thirty nine and a half receiving yards. He's done this every single game as since his since he's came in now as a rookie. The Vikings offense is going to keep throwing that thing. Panthers defense ain't going to do nothing about it. Tank Dell over three and a half catches. Him and CJ Stroud have a connection. Three and a half is way too low for somebody who's getting ten targets a game. So yeah, give me Tank Dell over three and a half. Chris Godwin under five and a half. Mike Evans is wide receiver number one over there with Baker by far. He's not throwing shit to Godwin. And when he is, he's kind of forcing it. He's not looking like they have any type of chemistry working at all. So, yeah. And the Saints have a really good secondary. So, under five and a half, I think that's too high. Zach Ertz, over three and a half for the Cardinals. I think the 49ers could get up. They're going to have to throw that thing. Ertz has been getting like 10 targets a game, seven targets. So, so for him to go over three and a half, I think that's pretty easy because he's like the safety blanket for Dobbs right now. And then Dak Prescott and Josh Allen both to throw an interception. Oh, yeah, that's pretty muddy. That wraps up all my problems for this weekend. I will hey, be man. them all. Let them know, man. Hey, man, look, even me and Bella pulled up for the best for the best bets, man. Motherfucking don't want to miss the best bets. It's free money. He's giving it to you every motherfucking week. You feel me? But we'll see how everything goes, man. But that's all we got for you. This is the Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy. We've been joined by Mia Bella, the beautiful, the most devious one. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham with him. 
the drunk gambler, but it's not. It's eleven in the morning, so my boy isn't too toast. Isn't too gone right now. Not Maybe yet. wait. Turn wait till you see our Sunday night recap. So we're gonna have that ready for you, man. So make sure you stay tuned. It's big fights going on this weekend. We got Charlo versus Canelo. So make sure you're checking out the boxing episode. No UFC this week. So we super tuned in. And make sure you set your alarms. We up at 9.30 in the morning, top of the morning, watching the Falcons do their thing. So we're going to catch you on the next one, big dogs. And we're going to take it easy. Just totally blitz you up.